you're listening to the Journey to the Top podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. I'm a physical therapist, a private practice owner, and a career and business coach for healthcare professionals. This is the podcast where we talk about how to have it all in life. You can have success in your career, your family, your business, your health, and everything in between. In fact, there are people out there just like you who have cracked the code. My mission is to bring those people on this podcast so that one day you and I can live the have-it-all lifestyle too. Are you ready to join me on the journey to the top? If so, let's get started and dive in into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? It's Javier Carlin here, physical therapist and healthcare business coach. Uh, how are you doing on this beautiful Saturday morning? Uh, I'm really excited for today's interview. I'm bringing in a good friend of mine, Katie Dodd. Uh, Katie is a geriatric dietitian, a writer, a speaker, a consultant, mentor, and leader. She works full-time at the VA as a home care dietitian. Katie is also the founder of the Geriatric Dietitian blog and the Dietitian Side Hustle podcast. Here are a few of her amazing accomplishments, and Katie is amazing, guys, let me tell you. <laughs> she started the Dietitian Side Hustle podcast, blog, and Facebook community. She made over $13,000 in sales in her first group program launch. She has over 38,000 monthly visitors to the website, The Geriatric Dietitian. Everybody, let's give a warm welcome to Katie Dodd. Yeah! Fireworks! <laughs> <laughs> what's up katie <laughs> hey doing good <laughs> awesome thank you so much for being here yeah thanks for having me of course of course so uh katie uh let's go ahead and get started let's go ahead and just uh, let everyone know a little bit more about your background uh and how you got to where you are today sure so i am a registered dietitian nutritionist i've been a dietitian for the past 12 years I um, actually, I have a full-time job and I'm actually in the same job that I got hired out of school. So I've been in the same job for 12 years, which I think is a little unique, um, but I work in home care. So I primarily see veterans in their homes. Um, along the way, I've done a lot of side hustles. Um, I, I, I'll talk about that soon, I'm sure, about everything I'm doing for my side hustle. But um, even before I started side hustling, I, I was volunteering a lot within the field of nutrition and dietetics. So um, I've been working for 12 years in home care. I've been doing lots of volunteering within, um, for example, within um, dietetics, we have it's called dietetic practice groups. So I've done a lot of volunteer work within the healthy aging dietetic practice group within the state um, of Oregon dietetic practice, or I guess it's called the Oregon Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And then also um, nationally within the commission on dietetic registration. So I do a lot of volunteer work. I work full time. I'm a mom. I have a nine-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter and um, all kinds of fun side hustles. Yeah, I love that. Oh my goodness, uh, I'm just amazed with how much how much you're able to do, uh, and you have so many like different things going on, but you get it done, and it's amazing to see. So, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, a little bit more about your side hustles and why you got started with them in the first place? And I know you have quite a few, so maybe you can dive into a few of your top ones. Sure, sure. So I, gosh, you know, I actually kind of started side hustling by accident. I, I really think my side hustles actually started through volunteering. So I've been side hustling without pay since I pretty much became a dietitian. Um, in volunteering within my profession, I've learned so much about um, 
just so many skills that I brought into my own business, um, networking, leadership, business, just all of these skills. So I think that I was side hustling um, for free for a long time. And it's even though I say for free without without money, there were there were so many other benefits that I've gotten through volunteering. But about um, six or seven years ago, I kind of fell into my first side hustle opportunity by accident. I was flying back from um, the Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo. That's the dietitian big old conference we have every year. And um, it was in Texas. And kind of my story is kind of a fun one because I had a lady who sat next to me on a plane. That's really what started my um, journey of side hustling. And so this individual, I recognized her and I had seen her um, at the actual event. And there's thousands of dietitians at the event. So I couldn't quite pinpoint where I saw her from, but her name was Dale and she was an entrepreneurial dietitian. She started an online CE company in the 1980s and she transitioned her company from being like mail order where she would like mail catalogs to dietitians with here's all the articles, you know, People would click off an article they want, send her a check. She'd send them the article. They'd send back the quizzes, you know, like back in the day before it was all online like it is now. But she transitioned to being online. And um, as we're as we're flying um, back into Medford, Oregon, I'm just talking to her and gleaning all this information. So amazed by this awesome dietitian. And I asked her, you know, is there opportunity that I could job shadow with you? I want to learn how to improve my writing skills. And um, she, we exchanged business cards. She said, email me in a week. And so I did. And when I emailed her, she saw that I'm a board certified specialist in gerontological nutrition. It's a credential I have called the CSG. And she um, ended up emailing me back saying, Hey, Katie, we need someone to write some articles on geriatric nutrition. The person who was going to write these, they fell through. Do you mind doing this? And I was like, okay, you know, good opportunity to learn how to write. And then, but it was for pay. And at that time, everything I was doing was for free. So I was just like, so amazed. Cause I would have done it for free just to learn like how to improve <laughs> my craft and my skills. So, um, so I, I've, I still continue that company has sold, has changed under different names, but I still continue to do work with that company. Um, in whatever form it is now, <laughs> actually I'm doing a contract with them right now. And so that was really my first, um, opportunity, um, doing a side hustle outside of my full-time job um, was because I sat next to someone on a plane. And it was, again, so cool for me because I was like, oh, you're going to pay me to do this? This is so fun. <laughs> and, and I kind of look back and I think it's silly now, but I was just, again, so deeply into the volunteer world. Um, but I ended up from there finding some other opportunities on Facebook for presenting for webinars for a company called Dietitian Central, continuing education company, but instead of typing articles, it was actually speaking and presenting. And so um, because I had this experience of contract writing with this one company, I was like, okay, I'm going to make the jump and do webinars because one of my volunteer gigs was actually as a professional development director where I helped to um, put on and host and run webinars for a dietetic practice group. So again, through volunteering, I learned all these skills that I was able to bring into a side hustle. Um, So I really did writing and webinars for a long time. And it was great because I've mentioned I've got two kiddos and unpaid maternity leave is really rough. And we know, you know, when you get out of school, you got debt, you got all the things, you know, (laughs) all the things. So even though I had a great job with great pay, it still just wasn't enough. So I will say that those side hustles really helped me with being able to stay home with my kiddos when I needed to for maternity leave. And and it was really a good blessing. Um, About a year and a half, gosh, it's almost been two years now. I was at a nutrition conference in Seattle and I 
I heard these amazing entrepreneurial dietitians talk and I started realizing, I'm like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I just never really <laughs> realized that. <laughs> and I just started realizing there were all these opportunities for dietitians outside of the traditional sense. And I see patients in my full-time job, but I have like zero interest in seeing patients um, through my side hustle, like zero interest, zero. So, <laughs> so I always thought if I was going to have a side hustle um, and be an entrepreneurial dietitian or an entrepreneurial healthcare individual, I would have to see patients. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So uh, I started learning, oh no, you could do so many things. And even just the perspective of, oh gosh, what I've been doing has been a side hustle because I also didn't realize that either. But um, I then kind of fast forward a few months as I started really branching out into this idea of I'm going to start my own business and start even doing more with my side hustle. Um, Facebook, good old Facebook, had this little pop-up and said, Facebook's is shifting more towards groups. Here's a group you might like. And it was the unconventional RD. And I had no idea what the unconventional RD was. I ended up um, clicking on it and they had just posted a um, webinar for, it was a free webinar on how to make money blogging. And that kind of piqued my interest. I'm like, you can make money blogging? Like, that's so interesting. Because <laughs> I always thought like a blog was like a hobby, like like your personal journal, your feelings, and like your mom, your dad, your neighbor read it. But I didn't realize people actually make full-time <laughs> living top of a blog. So, um, so there was a course that they recommended, um, really to start for blogging called SEO made simple SEO is search engine optimization. And essentially that's how you create a blog and make people find it online. And the course was a few hundred dollars. And at that time I'd never invested any money in a course. And I was really, really, really hesitant. I was like, Oh, I don't want to spend $300. Oh, that's so much money. I can figure this all out on my own online for free. And so luckily I had an amazing entrepreneurial friend, not in healthcare, but she told me, Katie, this person's a dietitian, right? I was like, yeah, they are. Well, they're doing what you want to do, right? I was like, oh yeah, they are. She's like, you need to pay the money and take the course. So I said, okay. <laughs> so I spent the money. I invested in this course. And it was so amazing because the, the beauty of taking a course and I'll even branch out and saying coaching and working with someone who is where you want to be is that you're going to learn from their successes and learn from their failures. And mm -hmm. you're going to get there so much faster. So um, I, I feel like I drank, I drank the Kool-Aid and I kind of like saw the light. <laughs> and so from there I ended up... Um, um, and actually she had two other courses. And so I took those two other courses and just really went all in with um, starting to create a blog. It was the geriatric dietitian. Um, so then kind of fast forward a little more in January of this year, I started my own LLC, Katie Dodd Nutrition LLC. So under that, I have the geriatric dietitian, which is a blog. And then I also started a podcast called Dietitian Side Hustle, where essentially I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with other dietitians like, hey, guys, come on, do this with me. This is so cool. So um, some of the ways that I make money um, now is through I continue to do some webinars and um, writing. And those are like contract gigs. I'm starting to shift away from doing work for other people. And I'm shifting more towards creating my own brand and doing things for my own business, which is so cool. Yeah. So um, I also sell digital goods. So I sell, I have an ebook. I well, actually I have an ebook and an e-cookbook. I have um, like different handouts and resources I sell online. Uh, I do affiliate marketing, um, different contract work with companies. I do coaching with other dietitians. Um, I sell courses. I just launched my um, first group program and I'm working on my blog right now to reach the level where I can um, get ads on my website and start making income through ads. So it's kind of like a lot of things. And I know that was like a really <laughs> long story. I just brought no, you on, good. but, um, but essentially um, it kind of, I, I feel like I fell into side hustling by accident. I really, um, I, I think I'm just a creative individual and I like, I like 
doing stuff like this mm -hmm. within my full-time job. I feel like I set all these goals and I, I worked up the chain and I'm at a point where I'm as high as I could be at work. And I just felt a little tapped out. So I'm like, okay, what can I do outside of work that can be creative for me? Cause I'm a very mm -hmm. creative human, but then also make income and make impact and help other people along the way. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's so good. Isn't Katie amazing everyone? No, that's, that's, that's awesome. I, I love that story. And I think it's, I mean, there's so many, so many things we can pull from that. Um, I think one of the first things that caught my attention, cause it's something that I did too. And it's something that uh, either we don't realize we're doing it or that some people are like, Oh no, I'm not doing that. Right. And that's working for free, right. For, for a while. And and that's how you're in the beginning when you don't have the skills, that's how you gain the skills. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to expect anyone to pay you for, for getting a specific result when you don't know how to, you know, get that specific result. So a lot of, a lot of what you did, which was, you know, worked for free for a while uh, to, to learn and develop those skills and apply for whether it was other people's businesses or organizations is, is also what I did early on is like, Hey, I, I'm going to learn all these skills. I took online courses in business and marketing while I was in PT school. I applied yeah. them to my, my final internship where I finally, where I ended up getting hired. Uh, and I mainly worked on the business side of things with them. I was like, you know, and then I realized, you know what, like I'm doing it for them. I can do it for myself too. Right. Yeah. But, but it was a process. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are willing to go through that. Uh, but it is yeah. one, I think that's one of the big keys. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up too. That's really amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing was um, the creativity, right? I feel like, I feel like we're all meant to like create things, but obviously uh, we're, a lot of people are bogged down by, you know, their jobs, um, by the limited amount of time that they think they have and all these other things. And I think that's what really um, like what we're here to do is, is we're meant to create. And I think that it's, 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 it's an amazing, I know for you, it's an amazing feeling, you know, being able to be in your creative space and, and, and do all the things that you're doing. And that's kind of what drives me too. It's like, I love this stuff. Right. So I, I wanted to point that out too. Cause I think, I think we all have the potential to be creative and this is for everyone watching right now or, uh, or on the replay, but you have to be, be willing to, to create and, and do things that you love to do. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So can you tell us, can you tell us about, um, can you, and I know we, we probably think about this in the same way, but can you tell us about uh, your biggest failure and how you've learned from it? <laughs> we probably do think about it the same way because I struggled yeah. with this yeah. because I, I guess just my perspective, I'm a really po like positive, optimistic person. I really don't believe yeah. in failures. Yeah. I really see failures as just a learning opportunity to pivot, to grow. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes we plan out the future and we're like, we're here. I can go here or here. And sometimes mm -hmm. life throws us through a different curve. And I don't see anything we do as a failure. The only thing I could possibly see as a failure is not moving forward or choosing to act or staying stuck because you're scared of doing the thing you want to do. But um, so so really kind of when I look back on my path, I really don't see failures. But again, I think it's all in my mindset, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe yeah. maybe other people have a different perspective on that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but I would say, I guess um, if, if I would say anything as being a failure, um, I think. And, and this was really something I guess I don't really identify as too much of failure because it was more of just not knowing, not really mm. seeing the light or understanding it. But I think it was not investing sooner in myself and my business. And I mean that financially by taking courses and doing things that I know are going to get me forward. Again, I mentioned how I was so like hesitant to spend $300 on this one course, which has like 
literally everything I've ever invested my money in, I've made the money back within months. Because for me, I think there's a little bit of a benefit of being a little cheap because for me, I'm going to get every penny out of it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not just going to invest and then waste the money. So, yeah. so for me, actually, the finances are really a pushing point to like do the work, make, get, get your money's worth out of it. So I feel like for me, that was maybe one of my failures, just being so cheap that I wanted to do everything for free. And again, just realizing like, um, I give the example of blogging. So blogging is like a whole science and thing in itself. And SEO is really, really important. And had I chosen to learn everything on my own for free online, I guarantee you, I would have done everything wrong, like everything wrong. And I would have not had any success with blogging. I would have had to probably spend a lot of money and time to go back and fix everything I did wrong. <laughs> so, so I guess that's just one of the things when I reflect back, it was really just um, investing sooner. And then also, um, working on my mindset sooner. I think um, 2020, I've done a lot of work on my mindset and my belief in who I am, not just personally, but professionally. And I know, Javi, you said this, and even before we met each other, this was something I had written down and I started telling other people that <laughs> with everything in life, it's 80% mindset, 20%, um, oh, mm. what is it? 20%. Um, uh, it's uh, 80% mindset psychology, 20% mechanics. Yes, mechanics. So pretty much it's like mechanics is everything else. Mechanics is doing the thing. It's being the dietitian. It's being the healthcare provider. It's doing the thing. 80% of it is actually in your mindset. And it sounds kind of in some ways a little cheesy, but then when you actually um, get down to it, it is. And when I've shifted and changed my mindset and my business, what's possible, um, what my worth is, I, it's just, it's really changed everything for me. So I would say... Um, Again, I don't really see any failures. I'm on this path for a reason. And maybe I just wasn't ready earlier on. But I think when I reflect back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have started sooner, invested sooner and worked on shifting my mindset sooner. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's so it's so amazing because that's that's something that once you get onto like once you cross the other side where you do invest and you see the results, you're like, oh, my God, like. They weren't, they weren't like trying to just get me to spend my money. Like they were right, yeah. you know? And of course there's the part, it's not like you, you, like you don't put an investment in your money and then all these magical things happen, right? You actually have to put an investment in your time and your energy uh, and, 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 and actually make things happen. But, um, but you're absolutely right. I think that's huge. And one of the things that you mentioned that I think a lot of people get stuck on and, and they have that mindset of like, oh, I can find this stuff, for, you know, I can find this information for free. It's like, you absolutely can. Right. It's probably all over YouTube, but you're going to do it in the wrong order. And that that's going to cost you a lot more of your time and a lot more of your money. And it's all about the sequence. And I think that's what's so important. Uh, even when I tell my patients right in, in the clinic, I'm like, hey, you know, you can find these things on YouTube. You absolutely can. You can find the exercises, but doing the right thing at the wrong time is going to make it worse or it's going to delay your progress, delay your healing and, and all these other things that might happen. So I think that's that's a really big point. So uh, awesome. Uh, what? Yeah. What is, can you tell us about a mentor that has influenced your life? And I, and I believe you, like me, you've had, you probably had more than one, so you can <laughs> share as many as you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think back to my very first mentor was actually in undergrad. I went to California State University, Chico, and my first mentor was actually, um, her name was Dr. Faye. She was a professor and she kind of helped create the person I think I am today. She really pushed me outside of my comfort zone. She challenged me to be better. She challenged me to do more. Um, I, um, I used to be, I think there's still elements of it, but a very introverted person, like very introverted, very shy, very terrified of doing anything. And Dr. Faye just really pushed me outside of my comfort zone to, um, get in front of people and to speak. I will say, um, 
my first leadership position I ever ran for was at, at the nutrition club as a, the treasurer. And I remember getting up to speak. I literally was like, my voice was shaking. And my, I think I was holding paper, like worst thing to do when you're nervous to hold paper. Cause it's like, <laughs> and I was like, almost like on the verge of tears. And, and I, I won cause I was the only one running, <laughs> but it was just like, it was awful. I'm like, Oh, this sucks. So I remember being in college thinking like, I'm going to start doing all these things that make me uncomfortable. Cause I don't like this. And so I put myself in any opportunity I had to speak in front of people to be in leadership roles. And I just continue to push myself. And then I also, that's what started, I call it my volunteer problem because I just like, I volunteer all the time. Um, <laughs> um, Faye, Faye, Faye really helped instill in me just the value of giving back to the profession, giving back to others through volunteering also. And so I started really volunteering in undergrad. And that's just something that's continued again up until right now. I'm in um, three volunteer roles right now within my profession. So it's just something I've kept with me. And I think that's also what's helped me to become the person I am. And, um, um, and she also pushed me outside of my comfort zone to go places and do things that scared me. I um, literally went an hour away from home to go to undergrad and she challenged me and I ended up going to Indiana for the summer doing a food service management internship, like totally eye-opening for me. It was so amazing. And then um, I ended up based off of that. She even encouraged me not to continue on with grad school and my internship at California State University, Chico. She encouraged me like, she's like, Katie, I think you've really gotten what you need from here. I think you need to go on and try new things. And so then I went out to um, Illinois. I went to Southern Illinois University Carbondale for my dietetic internship and master's degree. And it was a great experience. Well, I met my husband my first week there. So there's benefit of that. But, um, but it was just, she, she pushed me beyond my comfort zone to do things that challenge me, things that made me better. And I will say um, all the lessons that she taught me continue to be with me. Um, I think probably the next mentor that's really been a big influence on my life is actually Greg Todd. And I know you know him too. And a lot of people in the group know him, but I ended up kind of falling into his world through actually through Marissa and then Austin with um, registered dietitian approved um, because he ended up speaking on that. And I will say what Greg Todd has done for me is helped me to shift my mindset. So I ended up enrolling in um, smart success healthcare and I feel like it was January or February. 2020 mm -hmm. became a big old blur. I know we were in the middle of like the pandemic hit when we were in Smart Success Healthcare. It was really yes. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but but I will say, um, um, Greg Todd has just helped me so much with my mindset, like so much in ways I, I had no idea. I think I went from having these little baby dreams to having like these massive dreams, like <laughs> take over the world and, <laughs> and just things that um, I, I didn't um, see before and believe that I could do. So, um, and it's really interesting too, because I talk about how last year in June, I was struggling to like make a $300 investment fast forward into like that January, February. I mean, I was, I think it was like, I don't know, it's like thousands of dollars I invested in, <laughs> in a program to work with him. But a lot of that was also so my mindset and knowing what I'm capable of and what I can do. So um, he's had a really um, big influence on where I've been progressing over the last year, because I will say my side hustle over the past year has just been like leaps and bounds. It's just been growing so much. And then probably the next mentor, I think that's really been having an influence on my life is you. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, just, just because we've been working together actually not that long. Um, so I met you through Greg Todd's world, but, um, I just feel like the, the work that we've done in the short time we've been working together has been like monumental. You have helped me to push through hearing no's because I am like a sensitive soul. Someone tells me no. And I'm like, I suck. What's wrong with me. And it's like this mind shift of like, no, if you want to have success, you got to get ready for like a hundred no's and one yes. yes. So, um, I think, um, you just have really helped push me forward to do things I never thought I could do as well. And to actually 
take action and just like move forward and do the thing. So, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, Those are my well, pointers. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be included in that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, no, it's, it really truly has been a, a pleasure working with you. And it's just like, you're like the best, the best client because you just you just do the work like that's all you gotta do that's all you gotta do you just gotta you just gotta listen to to your mentors listen to your coaches and just do what they tell you yeah <laughs> right and that's and that's how you get success really and a lot of the times it's funny because like it, it it whatever they tell you to do and this is for me too right my mentors tell me to do things and i'm like that doesn't sound right like that doesn't sound like something i'm comfortable with doing and that's exactly why you have to do it because yeah. if, if it were something that sounded right to you, you would have already been doing it and you wouldn't be looking for a coach. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's funny how that works, but, um, but that's awesome. Yeah. Um, def definitely, definitely awesome to hear that. So what is one thing in the last month now, uh, uh that, that, um, that you've learned. So in the last month about your life, your career, your business, uh, that has completely changed your perspective. I think really it kind of ties into actually what I was just talking about with um, mm -hmm. kind of the work we've done together. Yeah. So um, it, within like, it was, maybe it's been about a month or just a little over a month um, that I launched my first group program. It's a um, blogging accelerator program where I'm helping dietitians to start their blogs and kind of um, replicate what I'm doing because it's so fun and there's so many opportunities. And so I think for me, the, the, the thing that I learned was just to keep pushing past your nose and the self-doubt. So even though I had worked so much on my mindset and um, by the time I had met you, um, mm. I still had things that I was holding back, like things that people had said to do. And it's like, I, sometimes we hear things we're like, yeah, I know I should do that, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so I think working with you, um, because it was really over a four week period that we worked together and ended up, I ended up launching my program and you pushed me to do things that were so uncomfortable that I didn't want to do. Like <laughs> I didn't want to do. And I did it because I'm working with you and I'm like, I'm going to talk to Javi next week and I got to tell him I did the thing. So, um, so for me, and, and just to kind of give perspective of what I was doing with this program was I was reaching out to people. I created a, a little mini course. It's kind of a lead magnet to my bigger course, just to really help find my people, show them what I do. And, um, I just encountered a lot of no's. I created this great mini course. I put it out in the world. It was crickets. Um, people loved the course. They signed up for it, but no one actually took it. And I think part of that, or some people took it, but not a lot of people were actually taking it without taking the free course. They couldn't really find out about the, the, the um, big opportunity that I had available. And so I feel like if it was me um, on my own without working with Javi, I probably would have just like said, Hey, I'm doing this group program and no one signed up. And I'm like, well, that sucks. That didn't work. And so, um, doing the mini course, it was like, okay, I did it. And then I did it and it was crickets. It's like, okay, well that didn't work. I guess it didn't work. It works for other people, but not for me. And then, um, and then he, Javi pushed me to, um, do a challenge in my Facebook group. So I was like, okay, I'll do the challenge to start messaging people, to start talking to people and start getting on the call, like phone calls with people, like so many people. And I started getting no's. And I remember the first no I had, like it was, um, Again, I have a sensitive soul. It hurt my feelings for about a day. And I'm like, who do I think I am? <laughs> and and um, but because I was working with you, and again, I had this accountability, is like, okay, Javi says this works. So I just kept pushing forward. I kept moving through the nose. I kept moving through my own self-doubt because I remember even telling you, well, if I just get one person to sign up for my program, it'll be worth it. You know, like I just I I 
I set my standards so low because I was like, no one's actually going to sign up to work with me. Like, who, who do I think I am? What am I doing? So I had a lot of self-doubt in my brain. Um, there's a lot of stuff I really didn't want to do because it felt a little uncomfortable for me because even though I'm more extroverted now, I, there's a still big part of me that's introverted that's like, oh, contacting people scary. <laughs> and so, um, so again, I think, um, again, if it was me, I probably would have never made a mini course. As soon as I heard my first no, I would have shut down and been like, nope, not doing this anymore. And it's been great now because I hear no's all the time. And it's fine and it doesn't bug me anymore. And I think that's really a gift. And that's a gift that I wouldn't have had had I not have worked with you. Um, and I think that's one of my biggest lessons is that no is okay. Because the thing is, is like not everyone's meant to work with me. And I want to work through all those no's to find the yeses because I ended up having, I have 11 people in my group program. And um, Javi shared at the beginning that that's, you know, over $13,000 in sales for um, having people in that program, which is just phenomenal from my perspective and these dietitians I'm working with, I think the biggest part is they are so amazing. And I feel like I can't believe I get to work with these dietitians. I get to help them support them. It is so cool working with them. And again, I would not have done this if it wasn't, if it wouldn't have been of working for hobby and um, just really learning how to push past the nose and to get over the self doubt and just do the thing and know it's going to work. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's, that's great perspective. And I think a lot of it, you know, one of the main things that, that um, I've taken from all of this, because I know initially it was like, Hey, the, 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 the actual like formal launch, the challenge, um, a ton of people join. And then a couple of weeks later, like, the mini course actually works and does what it's supposed to do. And it's like, oh my God, I woke up and I had money. Like, this is awesome. Right. So, so I think, I think a big part of it is like, like everything, like if it, if it works for other people, it, it's going to work for you. It's just about figuring out how to make it work and yeah. also giving it time too, I think is, is a big thing mm -hmm. that people aren't willing to, or not even willing, but it, I, I get it. Right. I, I've definitely yeah. I've had those same experiences but, um, but that's where a lot of people are, and, and, and that's where I've gotten value from a coach myself. And that's why I have several coaches is because when you, when you, you, they, they can see what you can see. Right. And yeah. we have like this big picture view while you're like seeing, Oh no, 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 this isn't working. This isn't working. It's like, listen, like you're good. You just, you just started doing this for like three days. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things that uh, I think a lot of us go through, but, um, but that's a great perspective shift that I know a lot of people are going to get a ton of value from from hearing that story. So thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of what we did too is pivoting, you know, like, okay, mm -hmm. tweak, tweak, pivot, pivot. And again, yeah. that was something that, um, yeah, it was, it was new for me and it, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So can you share a big personal win that you've had in the last month? Yes. Yesterday, I paid off my car loan three years early. <laughs> like for me, that was such a big win. I hate debt. I totally hate debt. And I was rocking a Toyota Corolla that my parents gave me for years because there was no uh, mortgage on it or mortgage, but you know, car loan. So um, I was rocking it for years after I had my second kiddo. My husband and I are both really tall humans. I'm five foot 11. My husband's six foot two. And with us being really tall and having two car seats in the back, our family wouldn't fit in my car. So I had to get a new car. So, um, I got a car with car loan and it, it kind of was like a little soul sucking to get a car loan. But again, I had to like fit my family in a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways, um, I was just really, really excited that through my side hustle and it really, it was through my program launch that I was able to get enough money, um, to pay off my, um, car loan early to get rid of that little piece of debt. <laughs> so for me, I think that's something that, um, uh, that's a big personal win for me just because it's actually, I have, um, 
have it right here. I have this little journal. It says hustle, um, which is appropriate for dietitian side hustle. But it's actually, it's called the Start Today Journal. It's like through um, Rachel Hollis. Um, and it's something where every day I write down things I'm grateful for. And I write down 10 dreams that I made happen. So it's, you know, I have these goals and things that I have. And I write them down like they've happened every single day. So I've been writing down for I don't know how long that I've paid off my car. So I write it down every single day. And so today I actually wrote down, I really paid off my car. So anyways, that was, I think, a big win for uh -huh. me and just kind of like the, the beauty of a side hustle because I still had another three years left to pay on that little sucker. So it was kind of nice just to uh, have a side hustle that actually is bringing in money. I'm helping people. I'm having so much fun. And I'm, you know, the financial piece is cool too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. That's a huge win. I love that. So, so what are, what are your plans for uh, your life and business in the next year, the next two years? What does that look like? So I think I'm really working on just continuing to grow and scale my business, systemizing it. Um, I think what I learned from you is take what works and don't hop to the next thing. Just continue to make it better. <laughs> like just really like work on tweaking and making this even better and better. And I think um, especially through Dietitian Side Hustle, because um, I kind of have two things. So through Dietitian Side Hustle, I really um, am so excited about this working with other dietitians and helping them start their blogs and have this um, success that I've been able to have. It's so much fun. I'm so passionate about it. And I and I know it's just like, I feel like I fell into something that's really working and it's really fun. So I'm going to continue to grow and scale that and systemize it so I could reach and help more dietitians. But then on the flip side with my blog, The Geriatric Dietitian, I'm really working on um, hitting ad revenue. And that will just, um, when I hit that level, um, it'll just really open up a door for more income. And then I could hire a virtual assistant to help me to continue to do more. Because I guess my vision is... Um, when I look back at when I started my side hustling, I was doing webinars and uh, writing. I was trading time for money. I'd get a contract and it, it was really nice, but it was time away from my family. It was time that I was having to work. And as much as I was grateful for it, there's times where it's kind of like not the funnest, you know, where it gets a little like mind numbing. You're like, oh, I'm tired of researching. And so it just... Um, you know, it was great. It was absolutely great. Um, but I've also hit a point now where I don't actually need the extra finances. Um, and personally, I mean, more is better, but I don't need it. So it's really focusing on things that I'm passionate about. So it's this shift from taking these gigs that will pay you money now versus creating my own brand, even though like in the beginning, you don't always make a lot of money when you're doing work for your own brand. But over time, you're going to make so much more money. Because like, for example, when I wrote a paper for a company, I get paid one and done. They continue to make money off of that. More people, you know, buy it and they make money. They make money. There's kind of like almost no cap on how much they could make if they market it well, where, um, you know, I get paid like one and done. So when it's my own business, when I create these things, especially through my blog, it just continues to grow and to scale over time. So, um, so I just, so, so I guess I kind of know I'm going a little all over the place here, but no, really my, my <laughs> but really my vision is that I want to, um, really do things that I'm passionate about and love. And I want to work less and make more. And to do that, you have to systemize, you have to grow, you have to scale, you have to hire people, you have to grow your team. And so I'm just recognizing like, like even with my blog, I don't always want to be doing like this admin work of posting on social media and doing all these things. I want to hire someone else to do that for me. So that way I can continue to grow and scale and reach more people and make more impact. And so um, really, I, I know it's two years, but I look at what I've been able to accomplish over the first year. Um, I mean, my goal is just my goal is within the next two years to make a half a million dollars in my side hustle. And that yeah. feels crazy to say out loud, but I just feel like it's totally possible. And it's all about, again, just creating these systems and it builds on itself. And I think also one thing I will say is just being patient. Um, 
you know, especially if you're just starting, like do the work, be consistent and be patient and know that if you follow the right process, it's going to work. And I'll say that even with blogging I have on my, you probably can't see it, but I have on my phone, it says patience, progress, consistency. And I look at this every day and I just remind myself with my side hustle with blogging. It's just about being patient, knowing like, it's not like, you know, tomorrow night you get rich quick. And because I think oftentimes we look at people's end story, we look at someone who's been working at what they've been doing for like five, 10 years, and they're having amazing success. And we're looking at our one year being like, why aren't we there yet? Like, it just takes time. So you have to be patient, you have to focus on making progress and moving forward and just being consistent in whatever you're doing. And so for me, that is, um, especially with blogging, because blogging is a long term game. Um, it just takes time to build up your traffic to your website. But if you do everything right, it works. And my website's been doing great. And I'm really close to my goal of getting added revenue. So um, I guess where I see my life and business in the next two years is just to continue to grow, to build a team and to uh, make more money and make more impact. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. And I think uh, so a couple of things I got from that. I think what you said about, about, um, you know, doing that like one and done work versus doing your own thing. I think, I think it's a great place to, to transition into, of course. Um, and it's like we spoke about before, like a lot of the times we have to do all of the other work. Uh, to build up the confidence and to realize, man, I can really do this. And then building up the confidence to do your own thing, I think is huge. And it, it's absolutely right. Cause that's an asset that they had that you created, but now it's like, I'm going to create my own assets and I'm going to market the heck out of them. And I'm going to build this for myself now, which I think is so cool uh, in making that transition. And uh, one other thing that you mentioned about, um, about us being so quick to, to, you know, have something work and be like, oh my God, that was great. And then we completely veer off, you know, the path and do something completely different and see if that works too. It's like, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I've done that several times before, um, but it's like, no, if it works, like, let's just make it better. Like, like let's optimize it. Uh, and I think, I think that's a good point for everyone else too, to, to realize that, Hey, if something works, like don't do some, don't, don't completely like throw it away and do something different, like make it, make it even better. And that's what we're doing now as well uh, for, for the next challenge that we're launching uh, in about a month. So that was a great point. And I love that you have a massive goal of, of hitting, uh, you know, $500,000 uh, in the next couple of years. And I, I know you can do it. And I think, I think, I think having those big, big goals is, is what's going to help us like, in, like help, you know, keep that fire going. Um, so that's really, that's really cool to see. Love it. Uh, do you have, and <laughs> I feel, I feel funny at even asking this question because you've already shared so much advice and so many words of wisdom, but do you have a final piece of, of wisdom that you can share for other healthcare <laughs> professionals who are looking to start or grow their own, their uh, own business or side hustle? Yes. I have two things. Okay. I think the first piece is to surround yourself with a community that will change the way you think. Mm -hmm. So um, whatever that community looks like is you need to have people who are going to push you to dream bigger because there are going to be people in your circle and your community who look at what you're doing. And they're like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Like people don't do that. Especially, especially for the healthcare practitioners who are looking at branching outside of what they do in a traditional sense. Like, well, you became a dietitian. You became a PT to see patients. Why are you not doing that? Or even if you branch into coaching or into anything else, because like there are so many things I think as healthcare professionals that we can do that will complement things outside of the profession. And so you're going to have people in your life who don't have your vision. They don't have your dream. They don't see what you see and that's okay. Um, we just have to have confidence in ourselves and what we're doing and recognize it's not their dream. It's not our job to convince them to see what we see, but 
sometimes those people can drag you down. They can, you know, unintentionally. I mean, I think people for the most part do that for good reasons. They just, they don't have their mindsets limited. So they think like, oh, what are you doing? You're going to, don't do that. And so if, if you're not careful, those people can hold you back. So when you surround yourself with a community of people who dream so big, they have audacious goals and, you know, seeing their successes, seeing their failures, seeing like everything they're doing is really inspiring. So I think for me, I'm um, just being part of communities, like for example, the um, um, smart success healthcare community, the um, healthcare accelerator community, um, just all of these communities of people just really inspire me and help change the way I think and not get down in that negative spot. Because I think I, I know I'm a very um, positive, optimistic person, but it's not all rainbows and sunshines. I go up and down too. I have times where I'm like, oh, this is awful. What am I doing? And um, they're, they're not that they're not that bad. But the thing is, is we don't want to let those derail us. So we want to really surround ourselves with community that's going to change the way we think, build us up, inspire us, push us to do better and be better. But then it's not just surrounding yourself with that community. So that's the first part. But the second part is taking imperfect action. I think so many people get really paralyzed in moving forward. You know what you want to do, but you're not going to do it until it's perfect. And the the bad thing about that is that you will never be perfect <laughs> ever. And and so I think a lot of people stay stuck and they don't start. They surround themselves with community and they're looking at these people doing amazing things. And I think of someday, yeah, that'll be me when I get this credential, when I finish this course, when I do this thing. And they just never move forward. So I say take imperfect action and um, push yourself outside of your comfort zone to do the thing. Um, I think Javi, you and me say something very similar where we say that like um, imperfect action trumps inaction any day of the week. So, you know, even if your actions are perfect and you um, fail, I mentioned earlier, I don't really see failure as failure. It's just an opportunity to pivot and to change. Uh, it's still better than never starting because if you never start, you absolutely are going to fail. You're going to have a success if you don't start. <laughs> so, um, and I also see when you're taking imperfect action, we've talked about how um, you know, you find something that you're, that works and you just do it and you perfect it. And the reality is, is like with everything we're doing with our side businesses, it's not one and done. It's not like I launched a program and no one signed up. This isn't work. It, it failed. Like, no, the first time wasn't a success. Let's continue to make it better. Let's surround ourselves with, let's learn new techniques. Let's find new people to help us. Let's tweak what we're doing and just continue to grow on that. Cause it's not the first time one and done or the only time it's not the only time it's the first time. So it's the first time, then the second time, then the third time. So, um, um, you're only going to get better if you start. And um, I think, so my podcast dietitian side hustle, I started, I sort of started cause I'm a I'm recovering perfectionist and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that podcast it's um, short 15 minute episodes and I don't edit it. Like I just go. And one of my um, previous weaknesses that I saw as a weakness is sometimes I mix up my words. I say things wrong. My brain just goes like Zoop! it empties. And um, that was kind of paralyzing for me with speaking in the past. And so I started this podcast just to be imperfect and to record something where I stumbled my words. I messed up. I said something wrong and I still push publish. <laughs> and it was really scary at first, but I will say that I've gotten better. I've gotten so much better at my podcast because I'm continuing to practice and refine what I'm doing. And, and also the cool thing is I have a lot of people who reach out to me and a lot of people say what they like is because like when I babble, I'm like, and I, and I say something wrong, I totally blow. I'm like, well, sorry, guys, you guys know I don't edit my podcast. Let's just keep going. And um, I will say that was actually something where the, a lot of people relate to. And they, you know, comment like, I love that, like, yeah. your, your imperfection. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Because um, I think um, with, with my podcast, if I, it could take me probably 10 hours to record one 15 minute episode if I got perfectionist, you know, and wanted to re record so many times. So, um, 
so again, I started that as a practice for myself, but, um, and, and it's really helped. <laughs> so if you want to listen to an imperfect podcast, but, um, but, but again, I think it's just take imperfect action, be okay. If you stumble your words, if you're awkward, if you can't answer the question, if you don't know everything like that's okay, you're only going to get better with time and you won't know if you start. And the truth of the matter is, is our imperfections actually attract our tribe. People like the weird quirky things about us because no one else is perfect. You know, we don't want to have someone to work with who is like perfect because we are you know, we're, we're all human. And so, um, I know I'm going on a tangent, but so I guess coming back, the, the two pieces of advice I have is surround yourself with community. Who's going to change the way you think, and then just start and take imperfect action. I love it. No, that, and that's, I, I love all of it. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you went into the, into the details of that. Cause that's, it's so important. And I think that's so cool. Like, like the last thing you said that, you know, we we're human, right. And people appreciate that we're human. So it's okay to be human and humans make mistakes and, and we stumble and we say, um, and we do this and we do that. And, and we, ha- we all have our, our quirks and that's what, you know, that, that's what makes us us. So I think, I think that's so neat. Um, uh, and I, I love that you're, that you're just, you know, recording your podcast and just publishing them. I think that's, that's amazing. Uh, and I think what's, what's going to be really cool is, is when you look back at this even further, it's like, I'm going to listen to like when I first started and, and just seeing that change right over the yeah. over, over a few short months years is is going to be so cool to watch so that's awesome yeah um do you mind sharing uh with our audience where they can uh, keep up with you on the internet social media if they'd like to learn more about you and your work Sure. So again, I kind of have two brands, Dietitian Side Hustle and The Geriatric Dietitian. So you can find me on Instagram at either of those if you search Dietitian Side Hustle or Geriatric Dietitian. I'm also on, I have Facebook groups for both of those. Those Facebook groups are targeted a little bit more towards dietitians, but I do have some other healthcare professionals in there. Um, And then I feel like with The Geriatric Dietitian, I'm like on all the social media. So you can even follow me on TikTok at The Geriatric RD if you want to. So (laughs) I've kind of like gotten all over the place with social media, but I think Instagram probably would be the best bet for following me. Perfect. Perfect. And I'll go ahead and post all of the uh, social media links and groups and all that fun stuff in the comment section down below. So Katie, thank you so much uh, for jumping on this with me. It was a ton of fun. Uh, Learned learned a lot and I'm sure uh, everyone else did too. So thanks a bunch. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) All right, everyone. Take care. Have a good rest of your weekend. Bye. If you want to keep up with the content that we will be putting out, please feel free to hit that subscribe button. I hope you have a great day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Journey to the Top podcast.